welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I am Amanda Lauren, and I am with my co-host, Allie Levine. Hey, hey, hey. And we are on the line with, I don't want to call her a boss babe, because that's just not, that doesn't quite cut it. Um, just an amazing <laughs> woman who is empowering other women in their lives, in their business, in every aspect of their lives, Kate Scudder. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Hey! We are so happy to have you. Um, so for the people, I put you in Forbes a few weeks ago, and someone and someone else put you in Forbes and did a big profile. But for those who didn't read it, it was such a good read. I know it was. Tell us about yourself and what exactly it is you do. And your story is so interesting. Oh, thanks, Amanda. So yeah, I, I, my name is Kate. Um, and as you mentioned, I am, well, I would identify as a boss babe, but you're right. That is a lot. There's a lot more to it. So I'm a business coach for rising women entrepreneurs. Um, yeah, I help women take their visions, take their ideas, take an already existing in-person business and bring it online to really scale their income, scale their impact and make their first six figures. That's really my jam is helping empowering women to reach their first six figures. I love that. It's so, it's so neat. So how did you end up becoming, um, becoming a business coach? Because I think that it, well, first of all, I should say you work remotely, you live in Bali. You're so cool. Um, you have a sexy Australian husband and I get (laughs) to say that because you know, he's sexy. (laughs) Um, It's true. You know, how did you come to do this? Because I think that, like, there are a lot of, I would say, and I'm making up this number, but, you know, the past 10 years or so, I think, you know, with the internet, with everything else, and especially, by the way, with, you know, other country, non-Western countries getting access to the internet, the way people, you know, work and where they work has changed a lot and how they work and, like, Frankly, I think like your job as a business coach might have 10 years ago, 15 years ago existed, but obviously in a different way. So, so how did you, how did you end up doing this? It's so true. And it's so funny, Mandalore, when you said that I was thinking of this meme, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's this hilarious photo of like two lizards leaning together. And it's like, when your grandma asks you what your job is and doesn't really understand, but is supportive anyway, I think it's so... (laughs) It's so true because, you know, the the online world has changed, has absolutely changed the game for everybody, you know, whether or not um, it's the the rise of the coaching, consulting, mentoring industry, um, there's just so much more access to high quality resources than there ever before was. And I think that even if somebody was looking for support, you know, 10 years ago, as you mentioned, um, it would be, you know, going to business networking events or going on, maybe going on LinkedIn, um, but now you know, there's such an abundance of resources, which means not only is there so much more space in the coaching industry, but, you know, service providers and business owners have access to really high quality people and resources, which is just so, so awesome. And as you mentioned, it opens up the freedom to work from wherever, which is also great. So to answer your question about how I got into this, um, I, well, I'll share with you a little bit about my background. So I, um, I, my background is in teaching and, and nonprofit management, actually. That's the world that I came in. I, I have worked in corporate um, briefly, but my, my background is really as a teacher. And so I have my master's in education. And uh, when I was still living in the States, so I'm from New England originally, um, I was teaching for a couple years in schools and just started to notice that I wasn't, I wasn't teaching what I wanted to be teaching. I wasn't making anywhere the impact that I wanted to be making. I knew that I was 
really meant to teach and guide people outside of classroom walls. And um, I was teaching high school at the time, and I knew I wanted to be teaching adults. And so I really needed to give myself permission to press pause and not just kind of muscle forward in what I thought, you know, I had I had worked towards achieving in my then career. Um, it was really that that discontent was time to press pause and notice where life, where my business, where my calling was asking for me to pivot. And I think that that, um, and this is something that I, you know, I mentioned in my, in the Forbes article, the, the feature Forbes article, um, wherein Celine DaCosta interviewed me about my story that I share is that I think it's so important that we allow ourselves if something is not feeling right. This is so um, contradictory in a lot of ways to that sort of Western grind life, you know, mentality of just kind of muscle through it is asking like, where is what's not working here asking for me to find a better way? Where is where is life? Where is my business asking me to pivot and find a way that actually works better um, and is a better fit for me? And so when I allowed myself to do that, um, I opened up this space. I, I, I dove into a lot of personal development. I hired a coach and mentor of my, my own. Um, I went to pursue a 500-hour yoga teacher training, so to really build out that wow. aspect, more of like the mind-body-soul aspect of, of my teaching capacity and really learn how the body and the mind are super interconnected. And that's actually what brought me to Bali in the first place. And um, yeah, Bali has been an absolutely huge, huge factor and a major catalyst in the unfolding of my story. Um, and you know, I came for the, so I came for that training and that's when I met like three days later, actually, Amanda, Lauren, you and I talked about this in our manifesting story because I literally manifested my husband walking down the beach in Bali. I kid you not. It's like oh, next level beyond eat, pray, love vibes is it was amazing, Allie. It was so, you know, it's that classic. When yeah, I want to hear the story. Okay. I want to hear the story. Yeah, no, this is a great story. And everyone who is single and wanting to find that special someone needs to listen to the story because it's, it's a great story. Oh, thank you. You know what? That's that's such a great perspective. I'm always like, oh, it's like it's it's not cheesy. It's just so classic. You know, it's like I look back and I'm like, wow, that's really our story. But yes, for anyone out there who's listening, who has not yet found that special someone who's feeling so jaded by the, you know, swipe left, swipe right culture, um, you know, your person's out there. So um so yeah, so okay, so I was up in the mountains for an entire month with a group of 20 women in this training. It was just like we barely had any Wi-Fi. The last thing on my mind that I was thinking about was a man. It was really for me. So this training was partially um, online, and then we went to Bali for the full, you know, full month immersion. And this, the whole experience was really obviously we we're deeping in like yoga philosophy and leadership and, and, you know, asana and all of that, but really more than anything, it was a deep like reconnection to self and coming back to what your truest gifts are and how you want to use them. And so for me, I was very in the best possible way. I was very focused on myself and what, what I desired, what I wanted and what I was here to do. And so there was no, what, so when I emerged from the training and a friend was like, oh, hey, we're going to the beach. Like, do you want to come for a few days? I had given myself like three months to travel in Southeast Asia. I had a plane ticket booked to Thailand um, a few days later. And I, I, I was just really like for the first time in my life, I'm definitely a type A planner. Um, I had just given myself the space to let let the journey unfold. And so I said, yeah, sure. I'd love to go to the beach. Like, here's some money for you know the, the room. And yeah, I'll join you guys for a few days before my flight out. 
Um, and so I did, I didn't even know the name of the beach. I did it. Like it was all, it's so funny. You guys, like I look back and had any one thing been slightly different, my life would literally be completely different today. So, um, we get to this beach. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's called Bingen beach, um, in Bali. It's down in the bottom of the country, um, in the South of the country in the Bukit, uh, in, yeah, in Uluwatu. Anyway, so, there was this beautiful, beautiful sunset. Um, my girlfriends and I went down to take photos, photos one day and the next day was our final night. And I said, let's go back tomorrow and take some photos. So the next day comes and my friend who was going to go down with me decides at the last minute that she wants to get massage instead, as you do in Bali. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, should I go down? Should I not? Because we were staying kind of up on a hill and I said, no, I'm still going to go down. So I went down to the beach by myself, just did a little meditation by the ocean. And then as I was walking back, there was this table with a bunch of guys sitting around it. Now I need to preface this. Like I come from, I I already said I come from new England, but for the last eight years before coming to Bali, before leaving to Bali at that stage, um, I've been living in Northampton, Massachusetts, which is like a super feminist hub, like very, um, I don't want to say, um, you know, like man hating, but there was definitely like, it was not a friendly place necessarily for, you know, straight dudes, let's say like there was a lot of kind of pent up feminine anger towards men. And I had definitely internalized that with, you know, which has, I guess, in some ways, um, it has its merits, but also it never really resonated with me completely. And so, but I had, I really, really witnessed the way that being in that training, it just, I didn't have any preconditions. I wasn't on the defensive, but I also wasn't, I just felt completely in my center and in control when, when they said hi to me to just say hi back. And it was friendly. It was, it was flirty, but there was nothing like there was literally nothing to it. And one of them who had sunglasses on, this is Toby. I didn't know at the time, but he had these sunglasses on and there was this Balinese woman with a big rod of aloe in her hand, like giving him a massage. And he said, I I said something like after they said hi to me, like, Oh, like, looks like you're getting the Royal treatment or something. He's like, well, if you want one, like sit down, like I'll treat you to a massage next. And I still had a couple hours before I had to be up at the place for dinner. And I said, yeah, okay, sure. That sounds great. And so I sat down with these group of guys and one of them, one of their friends brings over a guitar and we just like sat watching the most amazing sunset. And it was really, it was really super sweet. And then afterwards um, we said goodbye and Toby said, well, what are you doing tonight? And I said, oh, I'm like having dinner with my girlfriends. It's the last night we're going to this restaurant and called cashew tree. And he's like, Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm here. My, my brother and sister-in-law just arrived. I just got back into Bali from Australia last night, coming back from my brother's wedding and we're going to the same restaurant. And so long and behold, like we, we end up going to the same restaurant. My girlfriends were kind of, you know, tired and wanting to have an early night and his group of friends was, and family was just so gorgeous. And so I ended up staying out with them, dancing for the night. And then Toby and I, we were like totally hitting it off. We had our first kiss on the dance floor and then we went down to go like swim in the ocean at like one o'clock when everybody else was still up at the party. And it was just one of those totally magical moments. It's like, wow, that's really how it all began. Wow. That's, so, and he was living in Australia at the time? He was living in Bali at the time, but he had just gotten back to Bali literally like 1 a.m. the night before. Um, and had a, and, but he lives in Ubud, which is the house that you, um, that you featured in Forbes, Amanda Lauren. So he woke up in the morning. Ubud was kind of like gray and overcast, and he rang his mate and said, You know, I want to come down to the beach, who was living in Bingen. 
and said, I'm, I have, he literally said these words, I have a feeling I'm going to meet somebody and drove down to the beach. And that's where we met that day. So that's like, so amazing. Wow. So amazing. That, really, really incredible. That's like a beautiful, I love happy love stories. I do too. I just, I think it's so inspirational to just like, I don't know. I just, I love that. It just it makes is. me happy. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think, you know, the most amazing thing about it is like, it, it, I think a lot of the time, I know I certainly felt like this in like dating culture in the States before coming to Bali is like, it, it, we almost feel like we have to do all the work. Like we need to find the person or like, we have to do all the right steps in order to get there. And what this, you know, what my story and the unfolding of like our gorgeous relationship has, has shown me is that, you know, you need to do your part, but like you need to give the universe or, you know, just life the opportunity to bring that person to you. And it's, it's as much about receptivity as it is about action. And I think that that is a really, really important thing to keep in mind. That's, it's so funny because I, I always, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I said it to you when I was interviewing you, which is that I felt for the year before I met my husband that he was someone who was already in my world and I couldn't like shake that feeling. I was like, I know he's here. I know he's in my world. I know like it was like almost driving me crazy. And then we were introduced um, by a mutual friend, even though he lived in New York and I lived in LA and it turned out that our parents had mutual friends. So in fact, like he was and he had grown up like a few blocks from me. So we had, by, and like we lived, we both lived essentially for our whole lives in the same New York City apartments. So like my point wow. is that like we definitely passed by each other, like the law of whatever it is. We had to have walked by each other in the street, in the street, you know, in that 18 year period, or we had to have like been at the same Starbucks or drugstore or what, like there's no way that we didn't somehow pass by each other in all of that time, considering we were so close. Yeah. And I just, mm-hmm. and it, he was totally in my world. Even though I didn't know him yet, he was already there. Yeah, that's so amazing. And I told Amanda, like, I felt the same with my hubby because Justin is from one town over from me and we're both from New York. And like, I knew a bunch of his friends and he knew a bunch of mine, guy friend wise, but we had never actually like gotten to know each other. But like, we definitely had been at the same parties, but like I was dating someone at the time or he was dating someone like it just wasn't meant to be with timing. And then all of a sudden when I had people over like in the city and my guy friend and brought him and he was like oh this is Justin whatever and we started talking we realized we had so many circles in common and all these things and it was like wow how did we never spend time together like we must have but like we just really didn't know we did I love that so much it's so it's so it's so relieving in a way like we don't have to have all the answers there are these things yeah life is just happening these people are in our fields we've attracted them in for the right reasons and we're gonna it's all gonna come together when it's the right time Yeah. And you're right. Timing is everything. And it's like so crazy, like going past that, like when we got married, you know, like we started like talking to all our family and everyone was like, of course, so excited and this and that. And we were chatting with everyone and we realized that like my aunt, like knew like his aunt's friend. And then this aunt like went to college with this person. Like it was just wild. We were like, wait, what? And like, just keep hearing all these stories. And then the craziest story of all for me, that was like, oh, this is like divine intervention to me was my grandmother 
long story short, um, who my daughter um, is named after Amelia, she passed away almost six years ago. She was like my very best friend and like everything to me. And Justin Mm. was extremely close with his grandma when he was growing up. And we found out after when we were getting married that my grandmother, um, she was an RN her whole life and her boyfriend was a doctor and they had their own practice. We found out that they treated his grandmother for cancer when yeah like back in the day and that she was going to her all the time and my mom said like there's no way in hell that like they didn't actually talk about like their grandbabies like when they were young you know like oh this is my grandbaby here's a picture oh this is my grandbaby here's a picture like so weird like so weird Whether someone is in business or all of us need is like, and I did this article with you, but I think you you know so much about manifestation. And I think mm. it's important. So what are your good, how do you manifest other things in your life? What is manifestation? And how can we all use this to get what we want in life? Absolutely. Oh, it's such a good question. And you're right. It's so relevant to all areas of life and business and both it's, it's actually, it's the core pillar of both of the things. And it's something that I, I teach about a lot in um, one of my courses, Radiant Living School, but I'll give you like the, give you my best, my best um, advice when it comes to that. And also share with you, it's funny in my, in my Facebook group yesterday, I just did um, a, a live training about how I manifested my highest cash month in September and how I use like manifestation principles plus, you know, smart, smart business strategy and combine both of them to make this happen. So um, when it comes to manifesting, I think the most important thing is dropping into firstly getting super, super clear on what it is that you want. And this might sound like very basic in 101, but it's so fascinating to, uh, to, to see that a lot of people, when it comes to trying to call in or trying to manifest or trying to bring into their lives, the thing that they most desire, what they actually start with is focusing on the things that are going wrong. It's like, and even things as subtle as the way that we language, the way that we speak about the way that we write about the changes that we want to see if we're language that internally and vocalizing it externally as, oh, I want to like make more money because like my life sucks right now. Or, oh, I want to find a partner because all I'm bringing in is like these like crappy guys who don't respect me. Or, oh, I really want to, you know, set more boundaries and have better communication because I'm just all over the place. Like implicit in languaging like that is I'm doing it wrong. I don't have what I want. And it's like a very low frequency um, state of lack that you are affirming by vocalizing what you want to change in that. So the way that I teach manifesting and that I practice manifesting for myself is getting super, super clear on the desire, like defining what it is that you actually want to call in and speaking about that thing with, you know, in a way that drops you into the feeling state of already having it. And so I think that that is really important. Pay attention to your language, define, get super crystal clear about the thing that you actually want and language it in a way that shows, you know, those higher frequency states like gratitude. I'm so grateful, you know, for, um, you know, being surrounded by people that champion my vision, that lift me up and support me. I'm so grateful for, um, you know, work that lights me up and fills my bank account. I'm so grateful for a supportive network of people that have my back no matter what, like whatever the thing is that you're calling in really using language that is very specific and very clear. That's another thing that's important when you're defining the things that you want is 
specificity because if it's very vague, you know, you, you're, you're kind of chanting a wild card. Um, so I, and it's funny, actually, we were talking about Toby earlier. He always laughs and he's like, I called you in. I like knew exactly the qualities I wanted, but I wasn't specific about where you're from. And of course we're from about as opposite ends <laughs> of the planet as can possibly be. Um, so we always kind of joke about that, but So getting super specific on the things that you want, clearly defining them and doing it in a way that makes you actually feel good. The second thing to to actually calling those things in is taking the aligned actions to make that happen. So what do I mean by that? That's kind of a catchphrase. It's like, okay, but what the heck does that even mean? If you want to have to practice clearer boundaries, if you want to have and nurture healthier relationships, let's just take that as an example. We could also take a business example. Like if you want to start making, having more confidence and making more money in your business, if you are, if you know that that's the thing that you want to call in, asking yourself monthly, daily, or weekly, daily, like what are the actions that you need to take in order to call that thing in that support the vision that you have? This is so, so super important because as I was sharing before, you know, there's a, um, manifesting is really about two things. The first thing is what you are in control of and what you can do. So take get, ha, getting clear and taking those daily aligned actions is something that you can control. The things that are out of your control are these, you know, just kind of mysterious things that the universe does, like we've been talking about, you know, the the people that come into our lives, the opportunities that come into our lives, the right person standing behind you in the coffee shop, you know, these are things that just, they're not in our control, but you better bet that if you are doing the things that you need to be doing every day to move you forward, you're going to end up at the right place in the right time. And so focusing on what are the things, what are the daily actions that you are going to take to move you forward? And I always say that for me, the word alignment is when your beliefs and your behaviors match your values and your desires. So are you thinking in a way, are you acting in a way that corresponds to the things that you actually value and the things that you actually want? And this might sound, again, very simple, but it's it's fascinating to look at where people encounter blockages or are just like, oh, I'm stuck, right? They're oftentimes not they're not as stuck as they think, but the narrative of I'm stuck, things aren't changing, like that belief doesn't correspond to their desire. It doesn't correspond to what they actually want, which is to feel in flow, to feel abundant, to feel successful, to feel connected, right? And so it ha- we, it's the change starts with us and then the actions move from there. Um, so these are, you know, these are kind of the, the overarching key pieces that I see to manifestation and, you know, really looking at like the refining process is the piece that comes next, like really looking at, okay, what am I calling in? How is this working? Like, what am I actually almost like fishing? Like, like looking at your net, like what have you brought in? Is it working? Is it not? Where can you fine tune? Um, And finally just continuing to have the confidence to expand and continue to, you know, raise the bar higher and higher and know that you're supported. So I'll just give you a little example of this. So one of the things that I did differently um, about setting, um, setting goals because goal setting, as I see it, is a really key part of manifestation. You know, you've got the tangible outcomes that you want, but you also, you know, I teach, I teach setting goals in a soulful way. And so you've got like the smart measure, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic time bound element, but also the feeling state element, which is a really key piece lacking for so many people. And what's, what I see is absolutely, you know, indispensable when it comes to actually achieving our goals. And so, one little exercise, and this may be interesting for your listeners to do, 
that I did at the beginning of September that was new to what I'd done ever before is I wrote my, my financial goal for the month as a letter to the universe. And um, I'll see if I have it here. Actually, I could read it out. But basically, it was just affirming. Um, it was just affirming with gratitude the thing that I wanted. Um, and it was, and I, I named it in a very specific way. I named it in a very concrete way. And, and in a way that made me feel so good, so already aligned with it. And that was my fuel. That feeling state of feeling good was my fuel every day for showing up to achieve that, those goals, because I already knew it was like writing that letter affirmed. This is how I feel. It's totally in reach. Like, let's go versus feeling like overwhelmed just by a bullet point number on a, you know, blinking screen that would make me feel intimidated, maybe contracted, maybe less confident. And so I wouldn't be showing up in the aligned ways to actually meet that. So, um, that is a really, you know, I think important piece when it comes to, to manifesting is make sure that you're setting your goals, make sure that you're naming your desires, make sure that you are moving in the direction of what you want in a way that feels good to you. That's so important. And it's important to be, I think, in like that positive state of mind, because I find that like, when there's something I'm trying to manifest, and I feel negative about it, it just never it just never works, you know? No, it doesn't work. It can't work. It's, you know, I'll tell you, I, I don't even think I told Allie this. Maybe I told Allie this, but I manifested. So I had something negative happen to me, which was my car was vandalized in my building. Um, and we have security right. and it's just, you know, like these things happen and it sucks and it's unfortunate. And I think part of the reason why is because my parking spot was in a very sort of remote area of the garage. And I was in the process of having my spot changed. They didn't really have a spot I wanted. And I walked past this park. This is the most LA story in the whole world, by the way. <laughs> I walked past this parking spot. And I'm like, you know, this is my perfect parking spot. This is really the spot I want. And I don't know. I just sort of thought about it positively. And I'm like, it would be nice to have this spot. Next day, spot was available. Perfect oh, I remember you telling spot. me that. Yep, yeah. I remember you telling me that. And it seems so ridiculous that it was a parking spot, but it's like, well, after my car was vandalized and the discomfort of that, I can feel safe knowing my car is less likely to be vandalized right in front of the elevator. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. And wow. It's so I ridiculous, but it's more of like the comfort of not having to worry about that. But totally. Also, there are so there are hundreds of parkings. There's over a hundred parking spots. And I got the exact one I wanted just by thinking about it. It's crazy. I remember you telling me that. That's amazing. I love that so much. And so I think another key piece to that story is like there was like a very clear, very specific, like vocalized desire, but also a releasing of attachment. Like you weren't so like, man, if I don't get this one spot, like everything, you know, you weren't bringing that contracted kind of energy into it. You were like, wow, I would really, this is my dream spot. And without you, you stated that desire very clearly, even if just to yourself, yeah. without the expectation of this is going to happen right now in this time frame, like automatically. And I think that that level of, of openness enables you to receive, you know, what is coming to you in a much more just like seamless way. And it really, really can be that easy for anyone who's listening is like, that sounds like that was great, but like, does that stuff really happen? It really, really works. It, and I'll even say the other thing, because I had gone to this um, sort of manifestation meditation session, like the day that I that this happened. 
And I also really wanted to perform at the comedy store. And like the next day after the parking spot, I was offered randomly a spot to perform at the comedy store. And I had like- Oh my gosh, I love that. And visualize these two things during during my meditation. And I'm just like, I mean, kind of, I think that like, I, I just want to say, because I'm sure that a lot of the people who are in your courses and a lot of people who have never heard of you, you know, our listeners who are listening, once you start manifesting one or two things and it works, it, it's kind of crazy what you keep trying to manifest. Absolutely. It's like, so, so true. Than, than I was before I manifested those things. It just makes you so positive. I love that. And I think you're absolutely right. And the other, the thing that comes with that is that now, because a lot of the times when we're like stuck in a rut in air quotes, or we're having a really hard time getting the things that we want, right? What we're doing, and this is part of that like subconscious blocking that we do that to like sabotage ourselves without really knowing that we're doing it is we're actually, the reason that we're not dropping into what we desire in that really open believing state is because we're anchoring into evidence that we have in the past of how things haven't worked out. Like, oh, I tried this, but it didn't work. Or like, oh, I dated and I really like that guy, but it didn't work out. Or, oh, I tried to start this business, but then a client backed out, right? We're like anchoring into the evidence of failure. But the thing that happens after exactly what you're describing, that we have a successful manifestation experience, or we have a positive experience that makes us feel good, is we're literally rewiring the neural pathways in our brain because we have new evidence to sink into. So now next time it comes to manifesting something different or bigger or in a different area of life, we have the success story to anchor into. And so, and and starting from that baseline of belief is going to make it so much easier to manifest that thing again. Absolutely. And I love that you said that because I'm in a place right now and I was sharing this with Amanda earlier today and I was like totally venting and not being negative, but just venting and like really like, you know, venting to her as a friend and as a co- you know co-host and part- business partner. And I was, you know, I'm a new mom and Amelia will be six months tomorrow. And it's like, I have been loving being a mom, but at the same time, I've been in waves of postpartum and things have been a lot harder than I expected them to be. And I'm trying to find that place to manifest things for myself and also to manifest changes in my business because I can't do everything that I used to do because of having a baby and being a dedicated mom and wanting to be a dedicated mom and like trying to teach myself how to tweak things, but manifest things positively and do it. And I'm still struggling and working through it. Absolutely. And I think it's so, you know, giving yourself that space to just kind of feel all the feels. I think that is, it's actually so, so important, Allie. And, you know, not it's, I think it's important to remember, you know, and I know that when we're in that state, it can feel like, oh, I just have to feel all like rainbows and unicorns and, you know, butterflies and everything will be great. But like giving yourself the the ability and the space, you know, like in a close friendship to just release whatever that's like blocking point is like, that's actually part of clearing yourself out so that you can, you know, bring in the best of you once those feelings are released. I think we can't just like deny the feelings of frustration or stuckness or whatnot, but just like let them come out and then bring the focus back. I love that. And thank you for that. And it's it's okay to feel these things as long as you don't get, you know, wrapped wrapped up in them. Um, And I know that she has to go because she is a super busy boss lady. But this was amazing. This was amazing. Like for you, obviously we'll have this in the show notes. And we'll have to have you come back on. We'll have to have you come back on um, when things are less crazy. But please share your social and your website. Yeah, plug yourself. Plug yourself. 
Absolutely. Um, so my website is katescudder.com. Um, I'm sure you guys will have this listed in the show notes as well. But yeah, katescudder.com. You can read what I'm all about, the different programs that I offer, um, and all the good stuff like that. Socials are just, it's the same. Um, the Radiant Entrepreneur is my Facebook group. I'll give you guys the link for that as well. So any women who are aspiring boss babes, who are building an empire, or who want to and are really looking for the support to do so, definitely, definitely join my free Facebook community. Um, and then you can also catch me on Insta. I'm obsessed with Insta. Love me some Insta stories. So I'm there as well. Mm-hmm. And thank you guys so much. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. This was amazing. And as we always say, be fabulous and manifest away. Manifest away. Bye. Bye. <laughs> How to chain Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let me see you do the chain Fonda.